you're going to feel some kind of way that your clients aren't having conversations with you. I promise you, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You will get over it because you'll be so free to do some of the things you never got around to doing to move your business forward because you're not required for the service delivery. And the true measure of a CEO is that they start hiring your company. They are not hiring you. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell Jervy Harmon, the place to be for high-level conversations about all things millions. Your mission, mindset, methodologies, mandate, movement, messaging, marketing, metrics, and most definitely your money. I am your host, spiritual business growth coach, Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you're ready to move to your next level everything, let's get this party started. Hello, incredible ones. Welcome to another episode of the Move to Millions podcast. Before we even jump in today, I cannot stress the importance to you enough what happens when you do me the quick favor to rate and review this podcast. You guys love it. I know because I'm looking at the downloads and we are in more than 50 countries around the world, but I know this message can reach so many more. So I'm just gonna thank you in advance for taking the two seconds that it will take you to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Now, if you're new around here, first and foremost, let me say welcome. I am so delighted to have you join us on the Move to Millions movement. This podcast, as you'll come to learn, isn't really about business. It's about the spiritual principles and the mindsets that keep us from success in business And every once in a while, I'll record an episode or I'll invite a guest and we'll actually get around to talking about business strategy. I want you to know that we are on a mission to normalize money, to normalize wealth, legacy and abundance. And although we want to normalize money, it's not just about money. It is also about the impact that you will make when you access more money and the legacy you can leave behind. Now, because you just got here, I want you to know about our Move to Millions method. It is our proven framework for getting six-figure entrepreneurs to the million-dollar mark in a record period of time. To date, we've helped 30 CEOs cross the million-dollar mark through our work, and we want to give you a gift to grab yours today. And all you'll need to do is to go to the show notes or incredibleoneenterprises.com forward slash start dash here. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that today brings me a lot of joy, but in the past has brought me a lot of pain. Cue joy and pain. Listen, y'all, building the team, the team that is going to take you to the million dollar mark. We got to talk about it because this is one of the topics that comes up every single mastermind retreat. Shout out to the Move to Millions Mastermind our clients who journey with us around the world to work on their businesses proactively every single quarter, every 90 days we get together. And invariably, every time we meet, we talk about the team building process. Because I'm gonna just tell y'all, it's hard out here for a CEO. It's not easy. And when you have other people whose efforts you are managing as you endeavor to continue to leverage and scale your business, it could get that much harder. But what I also need you to know is that 
getting your business to the million dollar mark just by yourself, I wouldn't advocate for that. I wouldn't recommend that for you because there's a lot of work that goes into getting the business to the million dollar mark. And there's a piece of the work that you do distinctly well. And there's a piece of the work that ideally needs to be done by someone else. Often when I first start talking with members of our coaching programs about hiring, I have them do this exercise. It's actually in our Move to Millions 90-Day Planner because it's that important that I want you to evaluate it in your business every 90 days. But we call it changing the way that you work. And in order to change the way that you work, you have to become clear and cognizant to the fact that you cannot do it by yourself. I get it. Everybody and their grandfather is out here saying, I'm self-made. They're not really self-made. What they're saying is that they weren't born into whatever it is they've accomplished but no one does it by themselves, myself included, and you won't either. And so we go through this process of doing the change the way you worksheet. And so what you're gonna do is I want you to grab a sheet of paper and I want you to take and create three columns on that sheet of paper. In the first column, you're going to put hate to do. In the second column, you're going to put tolerate doing. And then in the third column, you're going to put love to do. I want you to take some time and I want you to go to town filling out that hate to do column, that tolerate doing column and that love to do column. We're talking about the tasks that need to be done day in and day out and in your business. There are some things that you are doing right now because you don't have team that you hate to do. They have to get done, but you hate them. You don't do them well. You make lots of mistakes and people call you out on those mistakes. There are things that you could do okay It's like your zone of excellence, but not your zone of genius if you're familiar with the big leap. And so you tolerate doing it because again, it needs to get done. And then there are those things that you love to do that if you could do it all day barefoot and naked, you would, and you wouldn't even care. That is the ultimate goal of your business to get you to the point where you, as the CEO, are doing the part that you love to do and you have other people who are helping you to do all of the other parts. So I started building a team from jump, right? So, well, maybe not. That's not true from jump. Let me let you guys in on a little secret. At the time of recording this podcast, I'm writing my book, Move to Millions. And so this story is also inside of the book. I talk about the fact that from day one, I came from corporate America where I had administrative support. And so from day one in my business, I had administrative support, or at least I had phantom administrative support. My first assistant's name was Regina. That's my mama's name. But Regina was really me in disguise under a separate email so that from day one, my business could look like it should be taken seriously. I didn't want to be the only person sending emails. So we erected an info at or an assistant at mailbox and it was signed Regina. It was me responding very nicely to everything. It also gave a healthy amount of separation between me and my clients and their thought of administrative support, right? It worked out pretty well in writing. It was a challenge when it was time for Regina to pick up the phone. So whenever that happened, I would typically say, oh, Regina's off today, but I wanted to give you a quick call. Don't judge me, y'all, because this is what I had to do in the beginning. Now, I always knew that there would come a time when I would have this million dollar dream team. But you got to start where you are, right? And so I started building this team from jump because I knew that it was important that I have someone to support my efforts. And then I did a year and a half to two years in to starting this business. And you know the story. I ended up going back to work because I didn't know how to manage my money, which is another reason why I'm such an advocate for normalizing money and understanding it today. And 
So it wasn't necessary for me to necessarily have administrative support. But by January 1st, 2011, when I came back into the business full time, I knew I needed to hire. And so my first assistant was a physical work with me in my space assistant, but they were for 20 hours a week. I knew that there were lots of moms who used to be administrative powerhouses in corporate America that started having babies and wanted the flexibility of being able to work from 10 until two. So when their kids were in school, they wanted to make a little extra kick around money. And I hired one of them. I brought them into my workspace and with their help, I started to operationalize my business. I'll do a whole nother episode about that. And of course, you'll be able to read all about it and move to millions. Y'all, okay, another quick sidebar. This is the book. I was born to read really soon. We are going to open up an opportunity for you to pre-order your copy. This book is so bad. Oh, I can't wait for you to read it. It is part methodology. It is part memoir. So I am digging in and some of the powerful stories that have made a difference in my life. And I can't wait to share them with you now. So once I started, I had just that part-time assistant for a very long time. We started to realize that my assistant had some technical limitations. There were some things she didn't understand. We made the decision in 2012 to get into Infusionsoft, which is a CRM, a customer relationship management software. And we needed someone who knew Infusionsoft because back then Infusionsoft's nickname was Confusionsoft. And so we ended up hiring a part-time technical VA to work with us. And she actually still works with our team to this day, almost 10 years. We have been working together, which is really, really powerful. That was the team, you guys, that got me to the million dollar mark. A part-time 20 hour a week in my office assistant and a part-time 20 hour a month technical virtual assistant. And we made the move to millions. When we come back from the break, I'm going to continue breaking down this whole team thing. Eventually, I'm going to give you some game on how you can begin to build your million dollar dream team. We'll be right back. Have you grabbed your copy of the Move to Millions 90 Day Business Growth Planner? If not, what are you waiting for? Everything you need to take your business strategically to the million dollar mark 90 days at a time is included for you. We've left no stone unturned. It's the same planner our Move to Mastermind clients are using. Grab yours now at movetomillionsplanner.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast. And today I am talking all about the million dollar dream team. Well, I'm actually taking you on a journey of how I built my own team that first got us to the million dollar mark. And that was actually where we left off right before the break. I had my part-time physical assistant, 20 hours a week in my office. And then I had my part-time virtual technical assistant. She did all of the marketing and all of the technical stuff. She was about 20 hours a month when I first hired her. That was it, y'all. And we got to the million dollar mark. Now, let me tell you what this means, though. This means that your girl was doing all of the client service delivery. And what that also means is that there was not a lot of time for everything else. So I was doing client service delivery. I was doing marketing strategy and I was doing sales. Little old me was doing all the things. And so what I realized is that I had just created a good paying job for myself. I wasn't yet at the point where I could truly experience the benefits of entrepreneurship. That is why I actually started to build the team further. But before I talk about that story, let's talk about getting to the million dollar mark. So we did the event. You've heard me talk about this before. 
in three days generated $1.3 million in cash, million dollar business overnight, lots of new clients, more than 100 people enrolled in our programs, and your girl panicked. And so I ended up bringing on some coaches, coaches that were clients in my program at the time, coaches who had had tremendous amount of success inside of the program and bringing on those coaches, it was good, right? The clients initially were enjoying working with them. And what I had done at that point in time is I segmented my program. So I had a mastermind. I've been running a mastermind for more than 10 years and it had two levels back in 2014. Level one, you got a call every month, but it was with a coach and level two, you got a call every month, but it was with me. We've since completely changed the structure. And so I brought on these other coaches to support our clients. And what we found, and I'm going to take the brunt of the reason why we found this to be the case, is that our clients really weren't thriving. And it's because the coaches weren't developed. This is where I take the responsibility. They weren't developed the way that they should have been in order to help our clients really get the results. And so at the end of that year, 2014, we had a mass exodus. The majority of all those clients we brought on did not renew to work with us for another year. I can't blame anyone but myself. I didn't know what I didn't know. That's the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode for you, because I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be proactive and start bringing on team to support you before you actually need it. That's like the real game is to hire before you need the people. So after that happened to me and we lost all of those clients, I got fearful of having a team and I shrank back. I also brought on at that point in time, a director of operations. I had a new assistant who was now full-time in the business. I had all these other extra people and all this payroll and I had lost a whole boatload of clients. So I shrank back. I also fired or laid off almost all of my team because I couldn't hack it, y'all. I'm just keeping it real with you. These are the types of things that no one is telling the truth about at the million dollar mark. No one woke up like this. None of us. We all have been through some things, but many of us are not comfortable enough telling the truth about what we've experienced. But y'all know me. I'm extra transparent. I'm going to tell you even the things that you don't even want to know. And so as a result of that experience, I shrank back. I reduced the team. The client count went way down. And what I decided to do by reducing the team is that would have meant for me to continue on the trajectory I had been on, I would be doing a lot more coaching and that was just too much. So I substantially raised my rates and significantly reduced the number of clients I needed to work with in order to hit the revenue goals I wanted to hit in my business. Did you catch that? I did that for a couple of years and I was totally fine with it. I was actually fine until 2019 when five different arbitrary people all walked up to me at various time in places other than Delaware where I live to tell me that I was playing small, to tell me that God wanted me to do something great. And I had been feeling that anyway. So when they started to tell me, I started to listen to the clues, right? We're always asking and testing God, asking him to give us a sign. I mean, one time I was in the mall, y'all minding my own business. And this woman, I never saw this woman before a day in my life, walked up to me and said, I have a word for you from the Lord. The Lord said, you need to stop playing small. I'm like, girl, you don't even know me like that. But the truth of the matter is she was just the messenger and she was right. And that is why I started to build a team again. But here's what I decided to do. I actually had a conversation with one of my clients who ended up becoming a member of my team as a part of the rebuild where she coached me 
and reminded me that I was not the sum total of the failures that I had experienced. And she helped to give me permission to try again. And so I did. I tried again to build a team and this time it stuck. And so in rebuilding the team, I already had a full-time executive assistant. I brought on two coaches. Those coaches' responsibilities were to offset me and to free me up so I could do some of the things that no one else would get to do. And it also put me in a position to be able to really strategically preside over the business. Because see, that's the biggest thing you get when you have team. You get the time and space to make decisions to work on the business because you don't have to spend all your time working in the business. It was at that point, 2019, 2020, we're also reapproaching the million dollar mark at this point. Because let me tell you, after 2014 and 2015, I was like, y'all could have this million dollar business. Like, it is not all that. It was everything Biggie said it was going to be, and I didn't want it. And so I shied away from it. And I also talked myself down on what I needed. Like, I know so many people do. I began to settle and say, well, you know, I don't really need a million dollar business. All I really need is $400,000, $500,000, maybe $600,000. And that is exactly where we sat for a couple of years. But as I was rebuilding this team, I decided that I was going to get clear and I was going to get strategic. And so at the time of starting to rebuild, I realized that any company, here's the nugget for you, that is going to grow and do millions of dollars needs three core teams. Write this down if you're taking notes. You need an operations team. Your ops team is going to manage the day-to-day. They're going to make sure that the things that must get done do get done every single day. You also need a talent team. Your talent team are the people who are performing the service so that it doesn't fall all on you. Now, I'm going to be honest. At first, when you have these coaches in place, they've been trained and developed and they're ready to go out on their own, you're going to feel some kind of way that your clients aren't having conversations with you. I promise you, I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You will get over it because you'll be so free to do some of the things you never got around to doing to move your business forward because you're not required for the service delivery. And the true measure of a CEO is that they start hiring your company. They are not hiring you. And then the third team that I started to build that you also need to build as you make the move to millions is your marketing and sales team. Now, there was a point in time where I had marketing as a part of the ops team. And I've recently, in the last two years or so, moved marketing as a part of the sales team. Because honestly, sales can't sell if marketing isn't marketing. And so in order to make sure that the company is running as effective, those are the three teams. Again, your ops team, your operations team, your talent team, and your marketing and sales team. And they do exactly what they say. Now, under each of those teams, you've got lots of job responsibilities. And I will tell you honestly that initially your ops team will be your executive assistant. That first hire that you make is going to be a catch-all position. Actually, your executive assistant might even do a little bit of marketing. You're probably still doing the sales, but as you create the strategy, they might be implementing it. They might be spending the time putting the things in social media if social media is part of your marketing strategy. Those types of things have happened, but you still want to segment your teams by the teams, right? So let me just give you some examples of what's included in each team. So under your operations team, you're going to put your customer service, you're going to put your client management, you're going to put all of your administrative functions, you're going to put your project management. Those are the types of things. And I could go deep, but that would be a whole nother episode. Under your talent team, you're going to put your coaches, if you're a coach, or your consultants, if you're a consulting firm, your speakers, if you use people to go out and get 
they speak on behalf of you to bring in clients. You're going to put your ambassadors. You're going to put your trainers under the talent team. Again, these are the people who are responsible for performing the service. And then under your marketing and sales team, you're going to put all your marketing functions. So your copywriter, if that's not you, it might be you. You're going to put your digital marketing support. You're going to put your technical automation support. You're going to put your sales function, right? Your inside sales reps, the people who are setting the appointments, the people who are closing, which might be you, which is totally okay if it is, but that is what's going to go under your three teams. Now, as you grow this team, you're eventually going to get a set aside between you and your team. I'm going to tell you more about that when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. Want to know what it's like to work with me and the Incredible Factor University coaching team? You can get started today with the Move to Millions 90-Day Business Growth Planner. 90 days at a time, you'll be setting your business on a trajectory that will make the Move to Millions happen much faster for you. It's got everything that you need to track every strategy, every sale, all of your KPIs, as well as your self-care and life transformational needs. We made sure we left nothing out of this amazing planner. And by accessing the planner, you'll get a behind the scenes view of what it's like to work with me and my team. Go grab yours today at movetomillionsplanner.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle Jervey-Harmon, and I am letting you guys all in on this million dollar dream team. Probably a different spin than you've heard it before, but I also wanted to put my story in it so that you would have something to kind of compare it to and judge it by as you endeavor and go on this journey for yourself. We've talked about so much in this episode so far, right? We've talked about who needs to be on your team. How do you determine what needs to get done? So remember, I had you do the hate to do, tolerate doing, and love to do columns. Your first job, because the question is always, well, Darnell, where do I start, right? You're going to start by writing job descriptions. The first job you're nine times out of 10 going to hire for is your executive assistant. And their job description is going to be based on what's in your hate to do and your tolerate doing. That is administrative. If you hate selling, okay, first of all, you got to definitely get a mindset shift there because you're going to be selling for the rest of your life. Like you're not in the business you think you're in. You're in the business of marketing and selling. And so that can't be delegated at first, right? So as you're building out your job descriptions and which teams you fill, you're going to build out your ops team first to free yourself up to master the talent team and the talent team functions and the marketing and sales team and the marketing and sales team's functions. Why? Because eventually you're going to replace yourself. So administratively, you need to be free. All of those things, client management, customer service, going to the post office box, managing your email box, responding to things that come in online from people into your, all of those types of things. And there are a lot of other things, right? One of the things we give to our clients in our Move to Millions Mastermind is 100 tasks that your assistant can do for you. There are tons of things you can delegate to free up time. And our ultimate goal is we want to be able to free up anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week of your time administratively. Now, I always also get the question about whether or not you should hire a, an executive assistant full-time or part-time. I want you to hire a full-time assistant because you'll definitely find things for them to do, but I want you to get a quality assistant. 
And people are looking for full-time jobs for the most part. Now, if you are lucky enough to find a mom who has the flexibility during the day while our kids are working, then that could work for you. And I also highly recommend, I know we're in the age of virtual team members, but I think your primary support person should be physically located with you. Whether that means you're both sharing the dining room in your home when they come to work for the hours that they work or there's dedicated space for them. When my husband and I built our home, we built a suite adjacent to our home where me and my EA work. And then the rest of the team, they work from where they work. Because today we have eight full-time employees and we're expanding. Like we're looking for new space now so that we can spread out a little bit more. Because y'all, we are packed up in this camp like sardines. But it all started with that first operations position. After you train them, now you're going to spend 90 or so days training and developing them to do the tasks that you've been documenting all along because you're going to also need those standard operating procedures in place, at least the first few ones. Once you bring the person on, they can help you to create them. And then once you know that they're able to run and operate on their own, then you can start really drilling down on the service delivery and getting those SOPs written so you can start bringing on your first support team for that. And then you can also start documenting and drilling down on the marketing and sales function so that you can eventually replace yourself in all of those things. I will never advocate for you hiring someone until you have done the job and mastered it. And you've also documented it in a way that other people will be able to go behind you and duplicate and replicate and get success. Period, point blank. That is what it is all about. Having this million dollar team is going to make a difference because when you expand your team, you put yourself in a position to begin to think about scaling because you're free. You can actually think about what it's going to take to really move the needle significantly inside of your business. And that is going to be a big difference. Now, here's the thing. The right team, that million dollar dream team that I've been talking about, they will help you to scale your business. They will help you to operationalize your business. They will help you to create all of the standard operating procedures for your business. They will help you do everything, right? Now, there are things that you will be the only one that can do, but I challenge you to look at every single thing that needs to be done and see if you have to do it or if it just needs to be done. And if you can have the courage to trust your team members to be able to do that. Now, when you have the right team, they are going to be able to take you really to the next level. There are some things that you can use automation and systems for. I remember we had a person on our team years ago that was our client care specialist. Her husband ended up getting a job in like Phoenix and they moved. And so we lost her. And instead of replacing that position, we automated 85 to 90 percent of that role. So there are some things you'll be able to automate, but often you don't even know what you can automate until you get it documented. And you have to start the documentation process if you want to bring on the team that's going to help you. When you have the right team, they'll also have ideas to add value. And you cannot put a dollar amount value on a good idea that could expand your business. One single light bulb moment from one employee can pay off and help for you to pay for that employee, right? And typically when you bring on employees, now you could also use contractors. I'll talk about that in a minute. When you bring on employees, they typically are multi-skilled. So they have other skills and that means that they can do multiple jobs. Like you could have one person who might be performing three functions on the team. So when you hire people who have a multifaceted skill set, it allows you to get more out of the hire to be able to move your team forward. Now, 
The second question or another question that we often get is, should I hire employees or should I hire contractors? Now, I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on TV, human resource consultant, and I don't play one of those on TV either. So here's what I will tell you, but I recommend that you check everything that I say with the professionals who operate in those areas. If you are telling the person what to do, if you're dictating their schedule and how they spend their time, they are your employee. Now, I know some of you right now, people are contractors. They're a 1099 for your company, and that will be okay until you get audited. And I'm not wishing an audit on you, but if you get audited by our IRS person and they find that you are driving the time and the output of the people, they are going to deem them to be your employees and they are going to fine you big time. You're going to pay back payroll taxes and penalties as if they were your employee. So my recommendation is if you can hire employees from the start. Now, every function doesn't need to be an employee because every function isn't a full-time job. You might have a copywriter that is a freelance copywriter or has their own copywriting agency that you hire and pay money to write your copy. You don't need to bring them on as a full-time team member, but you're gonna have to go through the process of figuring that out because you wanna think strategically, especially as your business elevates, as you start making more money, right? As you go from no figures to five figures, not so much, but as you go from five figures to six figures and then from six figures to multi six figures to seven figures, there might be more attention paid to you, which then could put you under the scrutiny of verifying that the people who are supporting you are actually coded correctly and that you are not misrepresenting them as a contractor when they are actually your employee. I remember when we first started hiring employees, it was back in 2015, my accountant at the time was like, listen, you're making a lot of money. So that means the IRS is gonna be paying a little bit closer attention. I think now is the time to turn your contractors into employees. And so we went through the process of switching everyone over. I'm so glad that I did. Now we only hire our employees as employees. We don't even do the 90 days as a contractor because that could get you in trouble too. If they're a contractor for those 90 days and they deem them to be your employee and you get audited, they're gonna charge you penalties on that 90 days that they were not your employee. The bottom line is that I just want you to be smart because you're gonna need a team, small team potentially, right? You still wanna have everything separated out in your operations team, your talent team, and your marketing and sales teams, but it could be a lean team. You don't need 20 employees to pull off everything that needs to be done. And I really caution you to make sure that you need the team members and that you really exploit multifaceted team members first before you go through the process of just hiring to hire, because that's gonna impact what percentage you should be paying in payroll. And my personal recommendation is that you sweet spot is between 30 and 35%, but you never wanna be over 40% of what you earn going back out for payroll. And that includes paying yourself. So keep that in mind as well. The bottom line is this, you will need a, a team to get to the million dollar mark, unless you wanna get there and be all tired and not even able to really celebrate the milestone, the accomplishment, right? You've heard me talk about the statistics. The average black woman-owned business is only making $28,000 a year. The average white woman-owned business is only making $142,000 a year. There's a lot of room there. And if you get to be one of the strategic CEOs that make the move to millions, you're gonna need the right team to help you do it. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. Do me a favor. Tell me how helpful this episode has been 
by leaving me a rating and a review here on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank you guys so much for just allowing me to share this. I'm really excited for you and to be able to bring you this kind of content so that you can make some decisions strategically about moving your business forward. I have a feeling that you're going to start building your team and your team is going to be the team that helps you make the move to millions. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If after listening to this episode, you're ready to stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Plan for Millions bundle. One thing I know for sure is that before you can make the move, you've got to have the plan. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. Take care.